you're all going to die. Didn't mean to remind you of it, but it is on your schedule. Looking back fondly He's a dead now. Do you want to talk about it? Another episode of We Lost a Good One is upon us. And I am more pumped than usual to share this episode with you. I'm pumped. I'm always pumped. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to... This is not to diminish my the amount of pumpedness that I have been for previous episodes. But I am above the normal amount of pumped for this episode. My guest is going to be none other than Jack Nutter. If you know Jack Nutter, you love Jack Nutter. That's a fact. If you don't, you probably will soon. Um, He is... So a couple reasons I'm excited about this. One is he's the inspiration, or at least part of the inspiration for for uh, the name and the concept of this podcast. Uh, he was the guy, I think I talked about it in the in the introductory episode, who came up to me and at my grandfather's funeral and grabbed me by the hand and said, Wilster, we lost a good one. So, um, so yeah, I mean, he inspired this, which has been a fun project, and, and so I appreciate that. And he's just a gem of a dude. Just a gem. Uh... He, I know him as, for one, he went to the church I went to all my life growing up. He was my high school chemistry teacher and uh, my uh, high school basketball coach as well. And just a pillar of the community. One of those, I think I talked about this, I think, in the previous episode. Um, with Mr. Sheedlow talking about his mom and kind of the person she was in the community. He's a similar type of guy where everybody's got, you know, he's, he's, he's connected to everybody in some way. Everybody's got a story about him. Everybody's had a, a a good, a good experience or a a little nugget to, to talk about with him. Everyone kind of thinks he's, I think everyone has their own little connection and see him as special um, in their own way. And one of the things that is widely known about Mr. Nutter or Sweet Jack, as he often refers to himself, old Jackie boy, um, he is he is known for uh, his his sayings. He is a he has his a way with language that is different than most people. Um, so I asked, uh, I did a little Facebook poll question thing and ask people what their favorite nutterisms as they're known are. And I got a bunch. I want to go through a few of those here. First off, a lot of people mentioned just that in his chemistry classes, he would always, he would teach about whatever chemistry concept he was talking about. He would try and try and share a story from his life that related to it. Um, I recall a story. I don't remember what the lesson was about, but the story that prefaced it was something to do with him and his buddies that would set fires like in the woods. And then the fire department would pay them to help them put them out. Something to that effect. I could I could be hopefully I'm I I don't know if I'm getting those that memory uh, incorrect or not but that's the story I recall. Uh, I, you know another one that was mentioned was like you know talking about laws of motion with a story about you know as a kid riding on the hood of somebody's car and then somebody slamming on the brakes you know so he tell he would tell these fun stories that a made him more relatable and then b um, taught you some taught you some physics or some chemistry as well. Um, some other, so another one, uh, ooh doggy, that's a common one. That's a, you know, if Mr. Nutter's excited, you're going to, you're going to get an ooh doggy. And I can't even tell you just the personality he exudes, but it's hard to do a Mr. Nutter impression. You can't see my face, but 
Um, Udagi is a big one. Uh, choice, calling things choice. That's another that's another popular one. Like, Udagi, that is choice, is how you would use that. Um, being critical, you know, if you didn't turn in your homework or were kind of acting up in a certain way, he might tell you that uh, what you're doing was a real baby pants move. Or even worse, a freshman move. Those would be, those are kind of two of the, the criticisms you might levy at, yeah? Like, oh, Wilster, that's a baby pants move. That is a real freshman move. Some other ones, um, throw some water on the middies. I remember that one. I don't remember how it was used. Um, the person who sent that one in thinks it was just kind of like, hey, let's get going. Let's throw some water on the middies. Another one that I got, uh, Jizo Crineberries. That was, I remember Jizo Crineberries. Uh, finest frog hair. Another, I, that was, I still say that every now and then today. And last, last but not least, this one, uh, oh, off the thing. This is another one, off the thing. That was this just used like at the end of an explanation of like, uh, you know, how to do a, um, some sort of, like if you're solving some kind of equation, you know, you do this, 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 this off the thing. It just kind of ends, ends whatever sentence you're on. Um, also, this was good. Someone, someone said uh, they recalled him saying, "You're making her ear hot," which would they would use if like a if a, one of the male students was talking too much and bothering one of the female students in the class. You would tell them that you're making your ear hot, which I think is pretty funny. Uh, um, <laughs> but like I said, just, uh, you know, it's like when a town, I equate people like Mr. Nutter to like when a town has, there's an oak tree in the town and it's just part of the community and everyone knows it. Everyone drives past it. Everyone remembers it. You know, you, you see it change. It sees you change. And you can go away for a while and you come back and it's still there. He's doing, you know, doing his job. And there's people like that in small towns. And Mr. Nutter is one of those guys. He actually, I had him as a, as I, like I said, as a coach and a teacher. My dad actually uh, had him as well in his first year at Ovid LC. So that just kind of shows you how long he's been around and how, you know, he times that. That would have been mid-70s when my dad would have had him. So times that, times all the kids that and students that he's interacted with, there's a lot of people who whose lives he's you know touched and, and vice versa. So actually, a funny story from the recording of this, I went to, this is the first one I've ever done in person. I've done them all. I started it during the pandemic. And so I've done them all over Zoom. It's kind of just easier that way, honestly. Um, but Mr. Nutter is not a computer guy. He does not do the internet, as he's as he told me. Um, he said if there's ever anything important he needs to know, his wife Darlene tells him, which I think is a pretty good system, to be honest with you. Saves you a lot of a lot of grief. Um, so, so yeah, I drove up. I drove up to Elsie. To do to do this interview, um, was happy to do it, and I went to where I thought Mister Nutter lived. I thought I knew where Sweet Jack's house was. I pulled up to the house that I thought it was, and it was all dark. Looks like no one was home at all. I was like, "Well, that's weird." So I called. I called up the, his uh, cell phone. He didn't answer though because uh, he also doesn't really do cell phones either. <laughs> um, he has one for emergencies. Which, considering another little nugget about Mr. Nutter, he still drives the same truck he drove when I was in high school, and it was old then. It was it was a very used truck back in the late '90s, early 2000s. So I guess it's a probably a classic by now. But he still drives the same truck, so it's good he has he has that cell phone. Um, but anyway, so I pulled up. And I was like, well, there's nobody home. I thought, the heck? So I called up him, didn't answer. I called my parents up. I was like, where does Mr. Where does Mr. Nutter live? And they told me, and it was not at all where I was. It was a whole different part of town. I mean, Elsie's not big. It wasn't like it was far, but 
I realized that the house that I thought it was is two doors down from the church that we went to. So I we went to church and then the parsonage and then what I thought was Mr. Nutter's house my whole life. And I realized that the reason I, you know, I'm 39, the reason that I think that is because all of my life, going back to my first memories, you know, three, four, five of Mr. of, of, of Jack Nutter is that, you know, I'd see him at church. So there he is. And then I would also see him throughout the week if we were driving by or doing something else up at the church. You'd just see him around mowing the lawn, raking leaves, watering plants, planting flowers, fixing stuff. I just, my little four-year-old brain just assumed seeing him do all this helping out around around the, the neighborhood that that's where he lived. Um, you know, because that's like how a little kid thinks. Like, oh, that's where I see that person. That must be where they live. And I was just never corrected on that. So all my life, I thought I knew where this guy lived. Not even close. But that also tells you a little bit about who he was, who he is, and uh, the the type of guy that I think everybody sees him as, and the the type of person he is for the community. Definitely, definitely a gem. I'm going to share a link to somebody uh, Everett Smith, uh, another guy from the area, wrote a wonderful little tribute to Jack. Um, I want to say like a year ago. Yeah, but I think almost exactly a year ago. Um, it was last summer. Just about him talking about his life. Um, but anyway, he's not the one that we're remembering fondly. <laughs> he's still with us. Um, but I wanted to have him on. I, you know, I said, here's what we're going to do. Here's how this works. But just so you know, for you, A, being sweet Jack Nutter, B, being the inspiration for the show, we're just going to let this conversation go wherever it wants to go. So that's what we did. It was an absolute pleasure to, to to sit down and spend that much time, you know, having a one-on-one conversation with him. And I'm really happy to share it with you guys. So we talked, he he had a couple guys on his mind, but what we ended up, we kind of focused on um, a former pastor and teacher he had growing up in Manton, Michigan, Pastor Robert Fry. So we're going to talk about him and then it's going to kind of go all over the place and we'll come back to him, but absolutely glad that that I reached out to him and he was willing to do this. And um, I hope, I I think you're going to enjoy this conversation as much, if not more, than I did. So uh, here it is. Enjoy my uh, chat with Sweet Jack, Old Jackie Boy, Jack Nutter. You tell me what, exactly what you want me to do when you want me to talk and not talk and all that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty, and I can I go back in and I can chop it up and take oh, stuff okay, out. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's good. It's pretty. It's pretty flexible. I'll just... I don't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> it's they're got it's fun. You know, it's basically like radio shows have come back. Oh, know? is that I right? Mean, that's really all. Oh, it is. a just, radio show. Huh? It's just people talking. Okay. You know? So you're doing that. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, a lot of comedians do them. Oh, is that right? Yeah, a lot of comedians got into doing them. A lot, and you're into that too, aren't you? Well, you're I doing am. comedy. Are you you and Jeff Lightorf or Nick Lightorf? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh God, I've ne- I hadn't heard you. I missed you when you were up here. I don't know why I, I didn't see maybe that. Maybe that's for the best. I don't know. Oh, is that right? <laughs> maybe. Well, I like a good comedian. I love Seinfeld and. I yeah I uh, actually Pastor Fred came to one of those and I was a little worried. Oh, I, is I, that caught, right? I caught him laughing. I caught right. him laughing quite a bit. All right, I'm a little say, worried. I'll turn this down just a little bit. Actually, That's a good. <laughs> you want to have to watch your language a little bit. There. Well, I didn't. That's the oh, problem. That there. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> he took it okay though. Huh? He did. I was in fact I was like I don't know if Pastor Fred should be laughing at that one. <laughs> I talked to Mr. Shedlow yesterday, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah. How's he yep. doing? He's doing great. Good. He's doing great. I haven't seen Scott for a while. He had his wife, either one. Elaine, yeah. Let me hit this. Oh, we are, am I recording already? I think I am recording already. Yes, I am. Are. All right, good. Well, I got all that on there, all too. All right. 
Yeah, so th- thanks for doing this, Mr. Nutter. Um, probably, I'm probably going to call you Mr. Nutter for the re- until you I call die. me whatever you want. I know, okay? but it's hard not to. But Sweet Jack, all right, Old anything, Jackie Boy, Mr. Matter. Nutter, those will probably be the three things I call you. Okay. Um, first off, thanks for doing this. Second, um, I mentioned that this is that I that you inspired this. Did I tell you that story? Have yeah, you heard that story? Yeah, you told me about your grandpa. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just the way that, so before we get into the, the main kind of part of it, just the way that you said that to me, we lost a good man is what you said uh-huh. when you walked up, you know, and after a day of, you know, people coming in so quiet, you know, sorry for your loss, you know, and just you bursting in and your full, Nutterness. <laughs> I think he even called me a Wilster. <laughs> Did I? Oh, yeah. God. Um, oh, no. <laughs> which was great. That made it was, if I have any oh, advice no. to people, if you're talking to somebody who lost somebody, use their nickname. It makes them feel real nice. But mm-hmm. uh, I was, I wanted, I was curious if that was something you did, if that's something you do intentionally, if it's just your nature. That wasn't something I did intentionally. It just happened to come out that way, Will. Yeah. I thought an awful lot of your grandpa. I got to know your grandpa real well when I when he was doing his uh, kidney. You know, he had mm-hmm. to go for dialysis, mm-hmm. and when your dad and Karen, the kids, couldn't find somebody to take him, I told them I'd take him, and so they'd call me up. I didn't take him a lot, but I took him. Oh, I don't know, eight, ten times. You know, over there when they needed somebody, I always take him, and I got to know him a little better then because I didn't know your dad real or your grandpa real well sure. before that time. You know, and uh, and I really got to know him a little bit, and he was a really a fine man, and I really liked him. You know, we kind of hit it off. We had some good talks going and coming, you know, (laughs) to these trips. And and that's just the way I felt because your grandpa did a lot of stuff that people didn't know about, you know, and I kind of like that, you know. He, uh, uh, any people needed help or things like that, your grandpa could be counted on, Hmm. you know, and he was just a fine man. And uh, your grandma's that way too. She's you know, a sweetie grandma. too. Yeah. Oh man, she's just a nice person. Yeah. And so was your grandpa. I think the world of them. And it just happened to be I said that. I didn't have anything yeah, planned. Yeah, just the way you walked in, man, it really stuck with me. I've told yeah. many people, you know, whenever this type of topic comes up, yeah. that's a, I don't know, whatever, whatever made you do it, it was just the, yeah. it made me like think, like, that's how I want to talk about people. Uh-huh. when they pass is just in that like you know lost a good one yeah. you know i don't know something about it um so the yeah so the crux of this is as i mentioned you know talking about somebody uh that you've lost who would you like to remember fondly okay well i could talk about several people but when i <clears throat> thought about it i thought about my dad and my pastor when I was a kid. Okay. And I decided, well, I'm gonna do it on my pastor. Okay. Um, Because I'm a Christian man. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe he walked this earth. I believe that to get to heaven, you. He'll forgive your sins, um, things you did bad. He was the epitome of the perfect man, you know, and and you strive to be as close to the Lord Jesus as you can. And that's what I try to strive for. And I have not always been that way. Uh, The older I get, I think maybe I feel like the smarter I get. I was so stupid <laughs> when I was young, kind of. Yeah. But I had a pastor in my life, and he came to our uh, town, or I first recognized him when I was probably in about the fifth or sixth grade. What town did you grow up in? I grew up in a town of Manton. It's okay. about 
12 miles north of Cadillac. Yeah. It's a little bit south and east of Traverse City. Okay. Just a small town, just like Elsie and Oven. Mm -hmm. And he was the pastor of the church we went to. It was called the Church of Christ. And it later, they changed the name to the First Christian Church. Now, I don't know why that happened or anything. We just went to church there. Yeah. My mother took me every Sunday. And that's kind of where I got my religious background, you know. I we went. Yeah. And we had this pastor, his name was Pastor uh, Robert Fry. Um, some called him Bob, and but his name was Robert Fry, and he was our minister of our church. And uh, I always called him Mr. Fry. I don't never did call him Reverend Fry or mm -hmm. Pastor Fry, Mr. Fry. And he is the most Christian man that I've ever met. He comes the closest to walking as Jesus walked of anybody I know. Okay. And he was unbelievable man. Um, I didn't think much, so much about it when, at that time from my high school years and my junior high and in that time, but as my life grew and stuff, I just realized what a great man he was. Hmm. And uh, I can remember he did everything. Our church was real small, probably 40 at most went to church. Um, he was the pastor. He didn't make enough money as pastor there to do any, to sustain he and his family. Uh, so he taught school. He was a school teacher also, he taught okay. English which is my least favorite subject, <laughs> but that's what he taught. So he was the pastor of the church, mm -hmm. full-time, wow. and a full-time teacher. Wow. And he just made such an impression on me. I never saw him angry. I never saw him say a cross word to anybody. Uh, he could get to you by just looking at you. Hmm. And... He was just such a fine man. I just can't believe it. But yet he was a very strong man. Now, we had a youth group we had in our church. So the kids my age kind of went. And every week in the evening, I can't remember what night it was that we'd do this, but we'd have a get-together and we'd go to the church and we'd play games and we'd go over to his house and he had a jigsaw and some wood tools in his basement and stuff, and we did that. And, and also, uh, he was a boxer. Huh. Now, you don't <laughs> think of a pastor being a fighter, you yeah, know, and a boxer. Much, yeah, right. But he, was re he could do that. And my dad was always interested in boxing. He, we always watched the Monday night fights and everything, and my dad... When my dad found that out, he asked pastor, our pastor if he'd like some equipment. So my dad bought a punching bag, a rhythm bag that you put on a ceiling and mm -hmm. you can work. And we had boxing gloves. We had 16 ounce, which is like fighting with pillows. But anyway, they were big and you didn't get hurt much, yeah, you know, and right. stuff. Well, anyway, he, this, our pastor, Reverend Fry, was a Golden Gloves champion boxer, which we never knew huh. because he never boasted or anything like that. You know, you'd never know he was that. He was about five foot eight. He wasn't tall or anything, but he was real wide and strong. He was a strong man. And I can remember he taught us how to box and stuff, and we boxed every those get-togethers. One part of it was boxing. Really? And we always liked to box him, or I did anyway. <laughs> and... Uh, you couldn't hit him. You just couldn't hit him. He was so quick, wow. and he was such a great boxer that he'd just play around with you, you know, and you could go all day without hit. I never did see him get hit, wow. and he wouldn't hit you either. But you'd box him, and you'd try to get after him, and I was a very competitive person, and I wanted to get after him, you know. And I never got after him, and he could have <laughs> KO'd me at any time, any time he wanted to. But... He never did, and he was just, uh, he'd show us things and stuff, and he was, he was just such a gentle man, and yet such a powerful man. Sure. You, none of us could ever do anything mm. with him. Even, even when I was like a 
junior and senior in high school. I was still boxing him, and I was still not hitting him either. <laughs> and he could have cleaned my clock in about two seconds because he was a big, strong man. And uh, But he did that, and he, had, he taught driver's ed too. But he just exemplified what I think the perfect man is really of mm. his gentleness and his demeanor and stuff and and how he was. Another time I remember, I must have been about the sixth or seventh grade, and we were out playing football, uh, just the kids, like a pickup game, a touch football and stuff out there. And I was always very competitive and high going. And I, that was right down my alley. And I can remember we're playing and it's an intense game and everything. It was at recess or noon or something. And I'm kind of cussing. I was always kind of a little swearer there. I wasn't too good. I wasn't very good there with that. But And I'm cussing out the guys, you know, and stuff. And I turned around and there he was. He was on noon hour duty. And he never said a word. He just looked at me. No expression or anything. Just looked at me at like maybe he was sad that I'd you know, been cussing like that. Mm -hmm. But he never bawled me out, never said anything, but I knew by looking at him that that wasn't right, you know. Right. I should never have done that, and I felt very ashamed just by looking at him. But that's the way he was. He was just that kind of man. It was just, it was, a, it was close to Jesus as I think mm. you can get from a man would be, you know, like I picture the way Jesus was, and the way Bob Fry was. He tried, to, he tried his best to be that way. Hmm. And, it was, and as I grew older, I never forgot it, you know, and I tried to say, can I be like that? That's how I want to be. And I wasn't too good, and the older I get, the better I am, I think. But sure. in my younger years and stuff and coming up, I wasn't, because I wasn't, I didn't do things that he'd be proud of, you know, sure. and stuff. But, um, and I never thought about it back then, you know. I didn't feel anything toward him, any greater that he was or anything. But now I do. Yeah. And as I got, as the years passed, I just saw how great a man he was. What ages did you like? Were you? Was he your pastor slash teacher? What was the like? What's the time frame? age-wise of that for you for me yeah uh between uh probably uh 10 years old and i left home at 18 oh, okay. i went to michigan state and then i didn't i didn't see him again well i'd see him when i'd come home gotcha we'd go to church like in when i was home mm -hmm. on sundays and stuff and then finally he left and uh he went he finally got a big church over in muskegon and I thought, boy, I'm glad he got a big church where he didn't have to teach, and mm -hmm. and he was the head pastor, you know, of a huge church. And I always thought, boy, they got a good man there, you know. Couldn't have been any better. Hmm. What was he like as a teacher? I don't. I'll tell you, I can't judge him good as a teacher because I hated English, and that's what he taught. Okay, and and so I don't know if he was anything great as a teacher he yeah. wasn't to me sure because sure. i didn't like it in the first place you could have brought in the world's greatest english teacher and i wouldn't have liked it either you know because i just i was more of science and math person and i didn't like so much history and english and that kind of stuff because i remember when i went to college and you had to take entrance tests and stuff and i i registered in the 96 percent no, the fourth percentile in vocabulary, <laughs> and I had around. to take yeah, I had to take reading improvement because of that really? too for no credits three times a week for no Ugh. credits. It was one of the best classes I ever took. Really? It really taught me a lot and everything, but that's how bad my vocabulary was, and I didn't. Mm. I was a poor reader too, mm. and I got better at reading, and I learned a lot about reading and uh, to speed up my reading because you have to do so much reading when you're in college, yeah. you know and and so, as a teacher, I'm sure he was a good teacher, you mm -hmm. know. I, I just can't remember a lot about it. The one thing I remembered is somebody put a thumbtack under his, on his chair one time. And he sat on that thumbtack, and we we're all waiting to see what was going to happen. And he never even moved when he sat on that. 
And pretty soon he got up and picked that out of there. And he says, I sure got the point of that, he says, you know. <laughs> that's just the way he was. He didn't get huh. mad. He didn't never raised his voice or get mad at you or anything. He just uh, was just nice all the time, you know, just a good person. Do you know anything about his past before he got to Manton? No. The only thing I know is he was a Golden Gloves champion yeah, boxer. Okay. That's, that's what he was. That's interesting. But I don't know of anything else. He married a woman. She was real nice to his wife. And he married her. He was, you could tell he was well-educated and he spoke real well. Being an English teacher, he sure. would probably. You know, he had real good, he was good preacher and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and he had, he spoke real good. And his wife, she was right from the hills of Tennessee or Kentucky, <laughs> man. She, she had an old Southern draw and she was kind of the opposite, but she was really nice too, boy. She was a good gal. And, uh, I loved them both. Did you stay in contact with them after? No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I, I really didn't. Mm -hmm. My mother did. A, a lot, and we get Christmas cards from him and stuff, but I never saw him after he left Manton. I would see him when I'd come back, because mm -hmm. we always went to church there. And once he left, then I, I lost contact, and you'd think, as much as I think of him now, yeah. that I would have, you know, yeah. but I didn't. How old was he at the, do you know about how old he was Yeah, at the time? I would guess, let me just think, when I was probably in junior high, I would guess he was about late 30s, okay. probably. Okay. Maybe 35, 36, somewhere. That's what I'd guess him at. He had two daughters. Uh, they were real young, though one of them was just born when I was, the time I was in high school. Another one, she was behind me a ways in school, uh, quite a ways behind me, like, Six seven years probably. Okay. When I she when I was in high school, a senior, she would probably have been in the sixth grade or something like that. Okay. I just saw one at a reunion. We have a reunion in Matton every year, and they honor the fifty year class. And she was just not too long ago in that uh -huh. class. I got to see her. I almost teared up when I got to see her. You yeah. Know? Of course, he's gone now, and his wife is gone, but. Uh, he had such an influence on my life. Hmm. How much? How much of you know your time with him? Do you credit you being a Christian and a a teacher now at this point in your life? You know, I mean, that's and just you know to throw a nugget out there. You are also have the you know sports history that not everybody knows about. You know, you kind of so you got some. There's a few yeah, similarities there. I don't think that. I don't think that had anything to do with that. No? No. What what got you into teaching? Uh, when I went to Michigan State, I was going to be in wildlife and fisheries because sure. I like to fish and hunt. Uh -huh. did any All the kids up there did that, sure. you know, on that. And, and I took one year of that. I was in that, and I didn't like it. I, the classes they had and, and stuff, I said, no, this is not for me. It's not all fish and hunting here, you know. <laughs> and, and so I... Uh, says, no, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but in the back of my mind, teaching was there. Mm -hmm. I always liked my teachers, and I always thought I'd like to do that. In the back of my mind, but it, I didn't. I kind of rejected a little bit, and I went to the student service, and they give me a battery of tests, interest tests, yep. and the top one that come out was mechanical engineer. Mm. I was fit to be a mechanical engineer. They said, you're real high in that, interest-wise and ability-wise, I guess, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to be a mechanical engineer. I had no interest in that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it come up. Huh. The second thing was teaching, and the third thing was what I was in, wildlife and gotcha. fisheries. And I said, you know, I, I think I want to be a teacher. And that's what I went through school on that. But I'm, I don't think uh, Mr. Fry had anything to do with that. He affected me other ways, yeah. you know, on how I feel and stuff okay. like that. How I try to be. Yeah. I was nothing like him. Yeah. Because I thought he was perfect. <laughs> and I'm not perfect. I know that. I make mistakes. Do you think he would say he was perfect though? No, he wouldn't. Yeah. Because he was very he wouldn't brag or nothing like that, you know, or anything. You know nothing about him. 
he was just very humble man. Hmm. So he wouldn't have thought that yeah. at all. But we, I thought it. Yeah. I think some of the other guys were very, same felt the same way I do my buddies, you know, that were mm -hmm. in with us there mm -hmm. in that youth group there, and we were in the choir and stuff, and we had good times with our church. Are you still in contact with those guys at all? Uh, some of them, but most of them have died. Yeah. In fact, I'm trying to think of any, and one of them is still alive, and I'm still in contact with him, but that's the only one mm -hmm. out of probably, there was probably 10 of us. Oh. They're all gone. Do you know much about how he passed? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. No, he lived quite a while, though. He, yeah. I don't know how old he was when he died, but I'm sure he was in his 80s for sure. Yeah. Because he was over there at Muskegon a long time, and he was at Matton a long time after I left. So that's kind of who that is, and I don't know of any other thing to say about him. I, I it's hard for me to describe how, how I think how perfect he was. Yeah. <laughs> of how I think you should be, you know. We all strive to be as good a person as we can, you know, and we just fall short is all. And sure. That's why the Christ died for us on the cross. Forgiveness of our sins. But he was he was a fine man. I'm just thinking, I can't help but sit here and think about how many people would say that, probably about you, too. Um. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I wouldn't come close to that man. No? No well, way. I think people would say that, too, about no, you. <laughs> no way. I do things, but I don't do them as good as he did them, no. boy. I raise my voice, and I get ticked, and I... I'd get after somebody. He never got after anybody. Man, he could look true. in the eye. And you did get, get after it. me a few times. Did I? I, well, I don't Probably, remember. Yeah. I don't remember getting after you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> I'd holler at people. You know, I'd do things that he'd never do. Hmm. And I try to not do them. You know, as I sure. go. And the older I get, the better I am. I'm not so volatile as I used to be. But I was just a highly competitive person, you know. I didn't like to lose at anything. Mm -hmm. And when we'd do the things, even in the church there, and we'd play those games and stuff, I'd want to win so bad, you know. that I had that in me for some reason. Mm -hmm. and it followed me right through, you know, all the way I went. And that can be a that can help you a lot too, you know, when you're like that. Yeah. But it's also got a side effect that's not so good too, because it makes you do things sometimes you shouldn't do, mm -hmm. you know. Hopefully, you don't do that. But I'll never forget him. So you're eight, are you eighty now? Is that right? Eighty. I'll be eighty-one in June. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You don't look a day over seventy-six. Yeah, the heck I don't. I feel like it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Today I got on that bicycle over there and that workout room there and I didn't go very long and man I could hardly walk and get off that and I'm wobbly on that I was out of shape and stuff but you got to try to keep going you can't be sitting around you know that that'll get you yeah sitting around does and I've been sitting around a lot this winter I got to get out and go we try to walk but we don't like to walk if there's any ice on the road or anything sure. because you fall and that that does you in that quick takes you know out quick. old people yeah. like me yeah and yeah. i already fell once this this winter on my butt out there i didn't get hurt or nothing but so i don't we walk in the bare pavement if there's any bare pavement instead of going over to that workout place mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. any so the way we kind of so the end part of talking about the person is usually you know looking back at their life what's like what's like the big you know like the, either the um the moral or the lesson or kind of the thing that we can take from their life to apply to ours what would you say uh oh don't say unkind things you know consider other people's feelings think about them how is this going to affect them you know mm -hmm. um what can i do to help this person that's important, you know, and um, it's about other people, really, how you're treating other people. And mm -hmm. uh, he, Bob Fry treated everybody good, never an unkind word. I don't want to say an unkind word to somebody or make somebody feel bad. I want to say something to them that makes them feel good yeah. about themselves. And uh, what can I do to 
help you along the way? What can I do to do something for somebody that helps them? Nothing makes a teacher feel better than when the kid comes back and he sees him on the street or something and they say, I'm doing good, you know. Hmm. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel really good. Even though you might have not even helped that kid in your class, you know, you had him in your class, and hopefully you give them something in that class they could take away. Mm -hmm. But you know that they got a good life going for them, you know, and they're happy. That makes a teacher feel really good. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the thing about teaching. It's, it's a great profession. I just think about all my kids that I've had. It's like that I got my family here, my real family, you know, yeah. and I got a church family at my church, but I got my school family, my kids at school. It's like my kids, you know, yeah. and you really hope that you helped them some way along their way, and you're so happy when they're doing good, and you feel so bad when things go bad. You yeah, know? yeah. well, just to talk, I mean, yeah, I feel like we ran into each other at funerals mostly. Lately. I know that's a bummer. <laughs> the only good thing about funerals is you see people you haven't yeah. seen for a long time, yeah. you know. And golly, I have a little trouble now at my age and is recognizing everybody. I used to not forget anybody. Mm. I knew everybody's name. Sure. And I thought that was so important in my teaching. The first day, I always went all around the class and talked to everybody trying to learn yeah. the names, and I wanted them set in the same seat for a week, yeah. and then I didn't care where they sat, mm -hmm. to try to learn their names. Mm -hmm. Because that's so important to know somebody's name. Mm -hmm. And I never forget a name and know I've had them and stuff. But now I, I am a little bit, I'm kind of forgetting out today. Uh, who did I see that? Oh, I saw a girl that I had in school. She used to babysit for us way back. And it, her name was Karen Fett. It's Karen Smith now. And she was over there in that class. And I come in there and I knew I knew her. <laughs> but I was afraid to say something because a couple times I've got the wrong names of people when I go and I go first, you yep, know. Yep. And so I smiled and waved to her and everything. And then pretty soon she came over and she says, are you trying to figure out who I am? And I said, yeah, I, I'm a little scared here. And it was, I got the right person. It was Karen, you know. But I have to be careful of that because I have got the wrong person a couple of times and that makes me feel really bad mm -hmm. when I do that. And uh, there was somebody else I, I saw and I wasn't, sure either it happens every once sure. in a while you know well, you've got so many people now too though the girls really are hard for me because with makeup and they change so much yeah um oh uh carl thornton i had him in class too he walked across the street i come out of the barber shop from getting a haircut and here he comes across with this beautiful girl uh and i'm thinking that's not carl's wife because i know her and i knew carl and uh, I said, who in the world is that pretty girl, you know? And just a really a nice girl. And she she comes up with a big smile, Mr. Nutter, how you doing and everything, you know? And I'm going, oh, my Lord, I don't know her, you know? <laughs> and her name was Shannon Thornton. It was Carl's daughter. Mm -hmm. And I had Shannon in class. And I couldn't even place her after she told me who she was. And she told me, She's a nurse now, and that made me so happy. Oh, man, this girl's a nurse. And I'm trying to figure out, I, I just can't place her at all. Mm -hmm. On the way afterwards, we talked and stuff and everything. On the way home, she had told me that I used to put kids' names up on the board. Did I do that when I had you? I put, not on the board, but in letters up on the wall. If, when they take a test, I'd take the two top test getters yes. and put them up there. Yeah. And she said she always wanted to do that. And she says, I made it a couple times, she yeah. said. And when she, I got to thinking about that, and I thought, oh my golly, I had her in Algebra 1. And uh, I can remember, all at once it came to me, and I could remember standing beside me while I was putting her name up on that board. Hmm. This little teeny skinny girl, you know, she's cute, and she had a big smile and everything, and she was so happy she was getting her name on the board. And I could just picture it. I says, I know her now, <laughs> but boy, I couldn't place her with 
what she looks like now, you yeah. know. So it fools me with the girls a lot because they change. Some of them dye their hair, you know, sure. and they change a lot yeah. more we than the men. Change our names too. That doesn't help any. And another thing that gets me, I don't miss the boys too often, but if they got a beard and a mustache, mm. boy, I, that gets me a little bit too when sure. they got. Now yours isn't so long, but yeah. some of them got a lot of face hair, you mm -hmm. know. And that's hard. And then especially hard now when you're wearing masks. Everybody's wearing a mask, you sure. know. And, and <laughs> it's got to go by the eyes. It's, somebody, yeah. <laughs> I run into a guy the other day, and he's like, hey, Jack, how you doing? You know, I had no idea who that was. And he pulled down his mask, and here it was Frank Gaz. I knew him. I'd refereed <laughs> basketball with him and everything else. I didn't know who that was. Oh, boy. How long did you? How long were you a teacher at Ovidelsi? At Ovidelsi, I had 33 years in. Was that, were you only at Ovid Elsie? No, teach I come from first? Cadillac. Oh, okay. I, I had one year at Cadillac yeah. and thir uh, 33 at Ovid Elsie. Wow. But, I, was, <coughs> I was talking, I, I told you I talked to Mr. Shilo yesterday. Mm -hmm. He brought, and his mom was like, so kind of the same thing. His both, I think both of his parents at Owasso were there for like 30 some years. Oh man. Yeah. And it just, I really, that's like one of my favorite things about growing up in a small town is those people like you, like, you know, his mom, who are just like, you know, they're, they're as much, you know, you got like, there's a church, there's a post office, there's Mr. Nutter. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're just a part of the fabric. They're, yeah. they might as well be a, an oak tree. You know, You've been there, there so long. But, you know? it's, but I mean, but for me, it's great. You know, it makes, uh -huh. it makes, it just, it makes me miss home and it makes, it makes me like coming home to see you guys. And I love this know. community. You know, this community has been really good for me. You know, uh, I couldn't have picked a better place to live. Yeah. The people around here are so nice in the Ovid Elsie community. I just, I just think the world of them. Everybody, they have great kids. Uh, the kids couldn't have been better. And if you got good kids out there in that school, you know mm -hmm. they got some good parents sure. behind them. You know, and the parents were always supportive of me. Uh, even some of the stupid stuff I did, you know, and the mistakes I made sure. and stuff, you know, they forgive me. Mm -hmm. Didn't hold it against me or have people hate me for something I did or not very many that I know of anyway. Right. That You try to do your best for each kid, and, but I love this community. I couldn't have picked a better one. Yeah, I'm, you're, I think, and you taught my dad, right? Yeah. Was that, that, was, was that one of your... Must yeah, he was one of my years? first ones. Okay. Yeah. I might I can't remember. I think I might have had even had him in math. See, I started out in math. I was teaching all mm. math. Uh, algebra 1, geometry, trig, and algebra 2. And I didn't teach calculus. I don't think they didn't even have it then. But anyway, I taught that for about three or four years. And uh, they were having a hard time keeping a chemistry and physics teacher. Mm -hmm. Everyone they got was a little off the wall or something, you know. They didn't last. They couldn't connect with the kids and they had trouble with them and they didn't, some of them left on their own and some of them they had to get rid of. But they were going through one every year. And I remember Blaine Lentz coming to me and he says, I was going through the, your credentials today. He says, you were, you were able to teach those chemistry and physics. He says, you majored in that. I says, well, not exactly. My major was m called math and physical science. Mm. And it was one-third math, one-third chemistry, and one-third physics. That's what it was. And that was the physical science about it. And I said, yeah. He says, you don't suppose I could get you to try that <laughs> chemistry and physics, do you? I'd like you to. I'm having an awful time keeping teachers in that. And I says, yeah, I'd kind of like to try that. I, I liked it when I was in college, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's how I got into that. And I did like it. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and I didn't teach any math pretty soon. I had some at first. I had a couple math classes, and then after a couple of years, I didn't have any anymore. I taught all the chemistry and physics, and which I liked. And, uh, but you have kids that take those classes, it's kind of, uh, that really want them. They're, yep. They think they're going to use them in right. their future, you know, and that's, so their incentive is real good to, sure, right, to right, want yeah. to excel. Already some interest. It's not like, it's I, not like you in English class. Uh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> and I, when I was at Cadillac, I taught, had a bunch of general maths and general math, the better, the 
more experienced math kids took algebra, right. and then the ones that were poorer in math took the general math. And then they had big classes, there were like 50 in there, and they'd Jeez. stick those general math kids in there. Some of them couldn't add. Wow. And then we had some that were in there that shouldn't have been in there because they were so smart they could do everything, and they should have been in Algebra one, but they were too lazy to get in there or didn't want or something, mm -hmm. you know. And that was real hard. And that was back in the days you could smack them around, you know. I used to <laughs> pop a few of those kids too. Man alive, to keep them in line, you know. I was trying to get everything I could possibly think that would relate to their life, you know. Yeah. Counting money and we, I'd have little groups and the four and around and you got to teach each other to count money because some of them you just couldn't get to count, even count money. They, yeah. they couldn't do it and trying to get down to their level, you know, and get them something they can use in their life. And oh man, that was every once in a while I can, I can remember we had this little guy named Bob Denzel. And he was a little peeler if there ever was one. He was a, not a bad kid either. Yeah. But boy, he could get under my skin once in a while. And I had him right up by my desk where I could keep a good eye on him. And <laughs> I forget, he did something one day and it ticked me off. So when I grabbed a hold of him by the shirt and I smacked him and mm. got him out. And I threw him toward the door. Says you, And I don't know if I... He was little. He wasn't very big, you know. And I, he went right through the air, clear over, and he crashed into a waste paper basket. It was right by the door, and he's laying there, and he goes, Whew. he goes, you know, <laughs> and he crawled out the door, and I'm right behind him, just screaming at him, you know. And I get him out there, and I get him stood up there, and I say, you, and I'm giving him the devil, you know. And he says, Mr. Nutter, he says, I know. He says, I don't know why I do it. He says, I just don't know why I do this. And I felt so bad that I kind of bullied him. You know, I'm kind of almost crying. I had tears down my face. Here I could have hurt this sure. kid. I didn't hurt him. But, you know, I did that to that kid. And I mm -hmm. felt so bad about it, you know. But about a month later, I smoked him again, you know. <laughs> Boy, he could get on my nerves. And he didn't, it was like he said, he didn't mean it. He yeah. never held it against me. I used to run into him once in a while out of there. Well, Mr. Nutter, how you doing? He loved me. I can't believe he liked me. He used to think he'd hate me, man, because I, God. Oh, that, those classes are really harder to teach, yeah. you know, than chemistry and physics would be. I think, I'm, I feel like people, at least for the kids of my age, will, you know, I think all look back fondly on, on your chemistry classes, you know, yeah, partly just because of you, your character, you know, I mean, on all of the, your little sayings and all that, everybody, everybody remembers all those. <laughs> yeah. And then also, uh, and I think this kind of relates to like you get trying to get like making stuff relevant for those math kids of like, you always told stories that went with the chemistry, Yeah, yeah. you know. Well, you um, got to do that. We'll try to make it be relevant because mm -hmm. I remember Karen Francis there, she's a RN, she went and got her RN and. I had her in chemistry, and, and anyway, she got her RN through Hurley Hospital over in Flint, and she had a big party when she got it. She's a registered RN, and she invited me to the party and stuff, and she says, Mr. Nutter, she says, I, did, I got through here, and I'm a registered nurse, she says, and I didn't even need any of that stinking <laughs> chemistry you taught. <laughs> and I goes, well, Karen, I says, if you didn't have that chemistry that I taught, would you be right here today? And she thinks for just a minute, and she says, no, I wouldn't. I, she says, I wouldn't even got in, she said. I got to laugh at that. But she didn't really need it. She's now, uh, she's still there, by the way, at Hurley, but she's now the person that uh, goes with people when they're going to have a serious surgery for their family, you know, and oh, okay. takes word from the patient back to the family and that kind of person. I don't know what. And she's real good at it. Sort of like a patient advocate kind of? Yeah, like that. yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know and the uh, they have those at Hurley, and then she works with the family to make sure they're kept up to date on the, how the patient's doing all mm -hmm. the time and stuff. And she has just a great personality. It's just perfect for her because she's just an outstanding girl that, with her personality and how she relates to people and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she was a good RN, too, but... She's really good at the, her job that she does. So 
point, you know, the whole thing of this is talking about losing people. Yeah. You're 80, pushing 81. Mm-hmm. Probably lost a fair share of people. You know, you, yeah. you can't get to be 80-something without doing that. Yeah. What, what, what advice would you give people about, you know, losing people and how to handle that and how to go about it and... Here's my advice to anybody, not necessarily just losing people either. Mm -hmm. Always focus on all the good things of the person and forget about anything bad. Mm. I just, I always remember the good stuff, you know, and I'll let anything that's not good go away. And that's, just focus on what, What's good about this person? And everybody has something good about sure. them, you know. I don't care who it is. Yeah. And uh, look for the good things in people and not the bad things. You know, sometimes people are, first thing they do is tell you something that this person or that person did that wasn't good, you know. Don't say that, you know, yeah. don't do that. That's one thing I that I was always down. I never hung around the teacher's lounge very much because... I hated it mm. when a teacher'd say somebody I had in class was bad kid, you know, or something, you know. Don't say that. I every kid I'm getting in there, I want I think is a good kid, you know. I don't think they're a bad kid. Yeah. I'm looking for the good in them, you know, and I found it in all my kids just about. I had very few kids that I can't even hardly think of anybody that I didn't like. Yeah you know, in my class, and uh, I want, I'll find out what kind of person they are when I, you know, we go back and forth, you mm-hmm, know, and mm-hmm. I'll know. Yeah. Don't be telling me something like that, because I don't want to know it even. Yeah, I've always liked to, same, yeah, I don't, yeah. well, starting fresh, whatever That's it is. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I starting don't need to know fresh. any That's of that stuff. That's a good stuff. way to say that, Well, yeah. We'll see, yeah, because... Sometimes you get kids who don't, they're awful for that person, but they're great for that That's person. Right, so yeah. don't, don't muck it up and likes, spoil it for me. Not everybody likes yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah I remember my son saying, I was talking about Ray Drew, and do you know Ray? Oh, you yeah. remember Ray? Yeah, yeah, He passed and, away, right? Yeah, he he's gone now. And uh, Ray was really a nice guy, and I, I think a good teacher, too, because mm-hmm. I taught right beside him. And, and my I was talking about Ray or something, and my son says, I really didn't like that guy. Hmm. And I says, you got to be kidding me. I says, everybody liked Ray Druin. Why in the world would you say something like that that you don't like him? What was there about him that you didn't like? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I'll tell you. He had my study <laughs> hall one time, and he chewed a kid out right beside me that didn't deserve to be chewed out, and he just really ran and raving, got after him so bad, and... I thought that was a, that's why I don't like him, you know. He should have never done that. That kid didn't deserve that and stuff. And I says, well, you can't forgive him. You know, I says, you never forgive him for that, you mm. know. Maybe he was having a bad day or something, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And he said he didn't know. <laughs> don't I, to be that way. One thing I think about, too, um, at least for when I was there, but I feel like, and maybe you know, tell me what you think. But it felt like over at Elsie, at least, like I said, at least when I was there, we had so many. Not that we didn't have great female teachers. I'm not just saying that at all. But it felt like we had a an inordinate amount of great male teachers. I mean, we had like you, Baritono was floating around, Mister Dulkey, Mister Sheedlow, Mister oh. Cole. Had some characters. I know, right? Like so. Oh shoot! I, oh man, now I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Um, he taught uh, like so, like other psych classes and stuff. Dick Cora. Yes, Mr. Cora. Yeah. Like there's just yeah. tons of these guys. Yeah, I just, just saw a his wife bunch today. of characters. Yeah. Well, I don't know how that happened. We but. thought we had a good group. I don't know. I thought the women <laughs> Mr. Smith, were good for too. Gosh sakes. You know, so I thought, many. yeah, I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them too. Usually, I mean, just stereotypically, teachers <laughs> yeah, are more. You know, there's more women than 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 men. So just to have that many, yeah, there was a lot just of men cool <laughs> teachers. All you know, I don't know. I've always mm-hmm. felt pretty. That's nice of you to say that. Yeah. I thought that way, but yeah. of course, I'm kind of. <laughs> 
I always thought the other guys were pretty good guys. Yeah, you know, all, all those guys yeah. were, you know. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Mr. Martin, Mr. Bernash. Jeez, yeah. I'm forgetting about oh, those guys. Yeah, just yeah. tons of them. Yeah. Just tons of, just, I yeah. don't know. It felt like we just had a, a high amount of those kind of fellas. We were a team, a group of kids and teachers, yep. and we were yep. close. You know, yep. that's our family. Yeah. Well, uh -huh. that's true. All different personalities and everything going. You know, mm -hmm. and different ideas and taught different ways, and it worked out. That's good. Yeah, it did. And Mr. Drew and Donnie, don't forget yeah, Mr. Drew. Yeah, he was, I think he was a great teacher, you know. He was, I liked, I I loved, liked, I I liked those, him. I liked him. I liked those uh, history of the religion classes yeah. and, and all that, that kind of stuff. I really liked all those. He was, he just was very of, conscientious. Mm -hmm. He did chuck a, he did, uh, he would chuck a eraser at you every now and then oh, if you were yeah, sleeping. I didn't know but that. That's, that's, <laughs> I feel like I remember Kyle, Kyle Bennett getting a, getting an eraser right to the chest one day but, <laughs> right, yeah. for snoozing. But. Oh well, could be worse. It wouldn't hurt yeah. him. No, just a little Hit dust in the eye or something, yeah. maybe. <laughs> um, so another, so another thing. So you, I got to imagine, you're, you know, if you're still, you're still moving, you're still doing stuff. Yeah. You're still an active guy. You're definitely not. You're still, you're, you're still growing. I think I would imagine too. I right? think I am. What are? Is there anything that you thinking back to Pastor Fry? Is there anything that? You're kind of still working on, or still uh, any way that he's still affecting you? Yeah, to your, my, this day and with his attitude and how he was calm and not getting too excited about everything and going off the handler or something, you know. Or I tried very hard not to fly off the handler in there, get mad, and, and I didn't always do that because yeah. I was kind of high pitched there. I could do that, and I think I'm a lot better at that now. And and. He was perfect at it. Hmm. Never did it. And uh, I think of him or saying something happens or something, and I'm not going to get upset about this, you know. It's just not worth it. It's, and I'm going to just let it go or, or not react mm -hmm. to it real mm -hmm. bad or anything, you know. So I think that's the biggest thing, you know, just, just how he did things. I just... It was, it's hard to explain how he was too. It just, it just, he was just perfect. Just, uh, yeah, some of those guys you can kind of just get, you can kind of just sense there without, you know, like I said, yeah, without even saying or doing much. He didn't even have to say he anything. He could, yeah. he could give you a message without even saying anything, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and just how he looked, you know, and he felt like he felt sad when I swore there, you mm -hmm. know, or mm -hmm. didn't feel good about that. And I knew it. It was more effective than him chewing me right out sure. for cussing, you know. Mm -hmm. He didn't even get mad. He taught driver's ed. <clears throat> and we had three in a group. And uh, to end the driver's training, we took a ride all the way to the straits the, mm -hmm. up at Mackinac City and home. That was the final finale. And each one of us would drive part of that. <laughs> I remember taking off. We had this kid in there. Alonzo Butler, his name was, and he was a little shaky. He was, <laughs> Alonzo was slow, let's put it that way a little okay. bit, but he was learning to drive. And sure. We got to the church. We took off from the church because he was in the Parsonage. He lived right in the Parsonage by the church, and we were ready to go, and Alonzo's going to start out driving. He just started out, and old Alonzo, we had a straight stick car. And old Alonzo was a little shaky anyway, and he popped that old clutch off that car, and he peeled rubber and squealed tires for about 50 feet right down the old road fish tail. And what a start we got. And that didn't even shake up well. Mr. Fry. You know, he says, Alonzo, you got to be a little careful with the clutch on that, you know. Oh, my golly. But he didn't get all excited or chew him out or nothing. Just real calm and... and kind mm -hmm. he was i'll never be as kind as he was but he was kind man so that's what i could take out of it well i don't know how else to explain it there's other words but yeah, i no. just got done telling you my vocabulary is not very good <laughs> so <laughs> no that'll do that'll do i think oh, okay um, yeah sounds like sounds like we lost a good one there as, yes we did we say. lost a real good one 
If you ever want to do it again, I'll talk about my dad. He was a real good man, too. I would love to do it again. Let's, so someday, let's if you get short of guys, you come on over, and I'll tell you about my dad. We'll definitely he, make that He's happen. a different character. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can call it good, okay, if, if, unless you can so, think of anything no, else. No, I can't. It's fun talking with you. We yeah. reminisced a lot on this. I, I you know. figured we'd veer off course there at <laughs> yeah, some point. We, but. we veered off quite a bit. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, you can that's cut what, it out. Well, no, I'm Take what you want, man. That's all going in there. Yeah, that's not going to be interesting <laughs> to everybody. you got to kind of know the people, you know. I think, I mean, I do have a few Ovid Elsie people. I think oh, they do, do listen. On so, a yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Huh? All right. You know, some old friends, and none of my parents listen. And That's good. A few other people around here. So, actually, Mr. Sheedlow, when I shared it with him, he said he's, he's, he's listened to all of them. He said, Has like, he oh, really? Oh, right. my golly. So, yeah. See, I'm too dumb to listen to him. I can't get. I can, I, I'll, I'll show I'll Darlene, Darlene how to get to it. She, she'll know how yeah, I'll probably yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just, it's just like listening fact, to a radio uh, show. She was looking at one before, I think. Hmm. You did Nick Lightorf, didn't you? Yep. yep. Yeah, she yep, she listened to that yep. to see what it was kind of about. There's another guy. Yeah. There's another Jeff character, Lighter, Mr. Yeah. Maidlow. Yeah. I could, it just never ends. There's just so many of you. <laughs> yeah. Man. But, well, yeah. thank you, Mr. Nair. I appreciate well, it. Well, thank you this for having fun. me. Well, if you didn't enjoy that conversation, I don't know what to tell you. That's about as good as it gets. I loved, I loved listening to those stories and, and hearing, hearing uh, old Jackie boy, sweet Jack, Mister Nutter, uh, talk about talk about Pastor Fry and and all the other memories that we talked about, um, the teaching stuff. That was great, but I think it's I do think it's interesting that I think a lot of people would mention Mr. Nutter if you were, you know, talking about people that you look up to and look to as an example of the type of person you should be um and someone who does that quietly, you know, he's a, you know, Mr. Nutter is a I mean, he's helping everybody doing lots of little things. I mean, even now he's 80 years old just still helping people out, still still just quietly being an example for other people. And I just think it's interesting that he's that kind of guy and the person he wanted to talk about um, was also that kind of guy. And so, you know, kind of the reverberations of one person who set an example led to another person who set an example. And now maybe there's a bunch more people following Mr. Nutter's lead. So I'm sure, I'm sure Mr. Fry did not expect that however many years later, you know, we'd be chatting about him still. So uh, definitely, definitely think we should all try and be that kind of person. Thank you once again to you for listening. Thanks to Jack Nutter for being a part of this and chatting with me. I definitely might pin him down for that second conversation he, uh, he offered there. Um, and thank you to Jeff Jones and everybody at C2R Productions for the theme music and the editing. Couldn't do it without you. Next episode, uh, another, we got uh, the, the Ovid Elsie chunk is coming to an end after this next one. Candidate for state representative, former classmate. He was a senior when I was a freshman. His brother Mike and I were in the same grade. Uh, Mark Zicardo will be my guest next week. So thanks again, everybody. Be good. <laughs>